Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Irene McKenna. She is a parenting coach. I'm super thrilled to chat with Irene. I haven't had anyone in this space yet, so I always love to kind of get in the minds of people in various fields, and that's what makes this podcast so diverse, is we're talking to people from all walks of life in all different states and countries even. So Irene, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to join you today. Yeah, awesome. So fill us in, like, what does a parenting coach do? And how did you make this a career for yourself? It's kind of a loaded question. Let's see. Well, let's start with, so I'll start with my journey a little bit first. So my boys are um, almost seven, so six and eight. And when they were young, and I was kind of getting myself back and figuring things out with two kids in a very short period of time, I was kind of exploring different things. And when it came time to, so I'm a physical therapist by um, my first career and it served a great purpose, but I didn't, wasn't passionate about it. And when it came time, you know, for my kids to kind of start going back to school, the thought was I would go back to physical therapy full time. And I just didn't want to do that. Mm. Um, and also in the process of getting myself back, we'll say healthy again and kind of self care and finding myself, I found coaching and I started in health coaching and um, had an amazing process going through health coaching and coaching in general, just fell in love with coaching. Health coaching never felt like exactly the right fit. Like I would, and I would work with moms, but it just, something was missing. Something was missing and something was missing in my own life too, because no matter how much I took care of myself, there was still this gap in my parenting. Mm. So I then had this conversation one time with another coach who said, I'm a parenting coach. And I was like, say what? <laughs> um, and it was like this epiphany of light bulbs going off. And I looked into it. I found a program. I enrolled like that week. And it just like, you know, all the pegs fell into place. And this is like exactly where I was meant to be as a parenting coach. What I did not expect was the transformation that's happened in my own family. I grew up in what would be called kind of traditional parenting, where parent controls the child. It's all about the child's behavior and external, you know, validation and good grades and all of those things. And so I didn't learn how to process my emotions. I was a yeller. I was all about controlling behavior. And it was not a fun place to be in my family. Mm, but wow. then I found a different style of parenting. And that's what I work with my clients on, where it is about a partnership with your child. It's about working through your emotions. It's about not using punishments and rewards and consequences. And it was a messy place, but to transformation, I should say, a messy transformation. But on the other side of that has been such growth in my relationships with my kids and my husband um, that I didn't expect when I kind of began this whole journey. So what do I do with clients is basically help them get relief from the overwhelm and the stress and the I should be, you know, I should be this parent, I should be, my kids should be behaving this way and allow them to understand themselves on a deep level so that they can be present with their child in the moment and see their child is separate from themselves. 
Wow, that's amazing. Um, how long of a period before, like at what age were your kids when you changed your parenting style and you started like really deepening this a whole paradigm shift really from the way that we were raised to partnering with them and processing emotions and, and um, high level communication, it sounds like. Yeah, so my kids were five and six, so it's been about a year or two um, that we made this change. And it was, you know, a good, you know, six to eight months. And the process was you kind of unravel everything and it feels very chaotic in the middle because you like take away punishments, rewards, and consequences and control. Like now what? Right. And before you've replaced it with something else, it's kind of like the kids, it feels like the kids are testing you and you're, you know, letting everything go and letting them run. And it's, it's very chaotic, which is why I usually suggest to clients working together longer term through all of those things to help implement. Um, but they were, so they were about, it was about two years ago. And, you know, they say our children can be our mirrors if we, if we let them. And my just turned eight year old is definitely that way. He pushes me daily to be better. Like he has some anxiety in his story. He definitely struggles and is challenged with his emotions. And I don't know if that is because being a little older, being 15 months when his brother came along and me just being a mess for the first couple of years, if he just took all that in. And so it has been a journey for him. My, my six and a half year old, he definitely has made the transition to through his emotions much quicker mm -hmm. um and and it's just different personalities it's but it's definitely been and it's always every day is a work in progress there's no like you know day i mean there's some moments where i'm like oh yeah i've got this thing nailed and then you know, they start going at it again and i'm like intervening but so that yeah that's kind of how old they were and that journey that we've had together over the past couple of years Wow. Do you find that moms and dads come to you when they are kind of past the point they've like, they've gotten to a breaking point or at what point in their parenting journey do they realize I might need some outside mentorship or support here? Cause this is not fun for me. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, the clients I've had that come to me kind of before that point have experience with coaching. So they kind of know coaching and so they, they come saying, you know, other things in my life are going well. I, I'd love to focus on my parenting right now. Nice. But most of the time, with most of um, the community that is not aware of the power of coaching, it is kind of there. Maybe they're in my community or I know them. Um, and it's me offering, you know, some free services, free advice, masterclass. And it's like light bulbs going off. Um, that they need some help to kind of move through some things. And you can show them that there is an alternative. There's another way, like parents are doing it. What would be one of your most like inspirational transformation? Um, if you could give an example of a family before they came to you and then yeah. how they, you know, traverse the, the rough waters and, and where they are now. Sure. So one client comes to mind is she had a, um, well, she had four children, but one of her, one of her children had a lot of anxiety and that played out in huge meltdowns that she, she was trying, trying to navigate through with her daughter and she had some experience in mental health. So she had given her daughter all of these tools, but as we worked together, what came out was 
the belief behind it was, why does this have to be so hard? My child is controlling me. I'm being held hostage by her behaviors. So even though she was staying calm, her energy was pushing back against her daughter. And so her daughter wasn't getting that connection to actually be able to feel safe in navigating through these to be able to do it herself. So it's like, it was like this codependent thing. They both needed each other. So working through that and kind of creating that awareness around what was actually happening. Mm -hmm. And she was able to shift that belief to see her daughter as fully capable in that moment. The number of meltdowns decreased. I mean, this was like, we're talking like we did this one session and it was like a week later had gone down like significantly. And the one she had, their length went down significantly. Wow. So she was now able to feel like she was more present with her other three children. And she wasn't, there was a lot of resentment that this child was taking so much of her time and energy, which of course that child is picking up on and pushing back. So there was a lot of dynamics going on, but shifting this one belief allowed kind of a lot of things to open up in her family. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. So for, for parents that may be in a very similar situation where they're struggling with maybe a dominant personality or um, a child that struggles with their own anxiety or their mm -hmm. own kind of like story, like you called yeah. it, you know, because who knows what, where they pick this up and it could be, in my belief, this life or lifetimes before. And so it's like an interesting thing to navigate. I would love it if you could share some tips for parents listening on um, what can they do right now to love them and see them separate because it's so easy to have a codependent relationship and be sure. so entwined in that whole process that their, their, their little self is going through. Absolutely. So if we think of parenting as this balance between kind of releasing those old stories and letting go of our fears of the future so that we can live in the present moment, when we are reacting to our child's behavior or to their feelings, those reactions tell us we're in one of those two places. We're living from our feelings um, or memories that are encoded as feelings from the past, or we're living in that fear of the future. And what we do in that is we make the moment all about us right? They're making this so hard. We just, why can't we just be on time? Why can't they just put their shoes on? It would make my life so much easier. Like we're making it about us. And when we do that, we can't possibly be in compassion for whatever they might be going through. Are they just having a bad morning? Are they struggling to get that shoe on because they can't get, get the laces loosened up? Whatever the case may be, we don't see it. So reactions tell us that we're stepping out of the moment. And when we do that, we just need to take a breath really and check in with ourselves. check in with the energy that we're bringing to the exchange. Because even if we're, it's kind of like calm on the outside, but on the inside, all the bells and whistles are going off. Yeah. That's you're freaking out. Yeah. That's the energy that our child is picking up on. So checking in with ourselves and not approaching our child in frustration, in anger, but checking in where those feelings are coming from. And then focus on connecting before we direct. So getting into our child's world and seeing their world before we tell them what we want them to do. To, well, to that's a good tip. Yeah, to think of like we're enrolling our child in the next thing we're doing versus directing them or commanding them to do something. And then in that, when we notice we're kind of going down that path of reacting, it's okay to take a break. Like we don't have to finish the reaction. We don't have to spill those feelings all over our child. We can stop and take a break. 
And we can use those reactions as communication to ourselves versus treating it as information of what should be happening in that moment. Wow, that's so good. And it's interesting. I personally don't have children. I have seven nieces and nephews, so I can completely relate to these stories. And I'm, I'm envisioning like certain things and reactions and can really relate to everything you're saying. But also I think what's powerful is good coaching is interchangeable because I can just insert partner where you said child and it like totally yeah. applies. Yeah. Absolutely. I do that. Like every book I read, every coaching training I'm in, I'm always absolutely inserting parent and child. It really is, you know, and it's how we react to one thing. And that's the thing that I find. I mean, I had one client, you know, she comes to me for parenting, which she had amazing transformation. And then she says, you know, me and my husband are like newlyweds. She wasn't expecting that. But when we transform ourselves and our relationships and how we respond to others, it, it cascades. Into yeah, all it's these other such areas. a powerful ripple effect. Yeah. I love coaching. I, I love that you're helping families like um, treat each other with respect and on a parallel level and, and really amplify communication because so many of these blowups can be like dissolved with good, healthy communication. So I really, I really dig in that. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what it's like being a mom of two boys under 10 and being a full-time entrepreneur. How do you manage it all? How do you juggle it? How do you stay sane? How do you not burn out? Um, couple things. I have transformed my definition of balance to, to not be taking from one to give to another, but intention. Um, you know, in some, some weeks, it's more on the business time-wise, but if I can shut down and be intentional with my time, which some days I'm better at than others, let's just be honest, then I can spend the time with my kids and spend the time and kind of be focused in each area versus feeling like I'm always being pulled, which there are some days and weeks where I have big projects going on where I definitely feel that. And then what I need to do is really make sure that I'm doing the things that I can take care of myself. And I know you probably preach self-care as well, you know, kind of like this protective shield that we wear that lets the stress bounce off of us. Yes. But for me, that means getting enough sleep. It means eating foods that give me energy and nourish my body. It means drinking water. It means for me getting up in the morning about an hour before my kids and meditating and journaling and stretching my body and kind of easing into the day makes a huge difference in how I'm able to navigate and balance. And then it's recognizing that this summer, I'm working like two days a week. Do I have enough projects on, you know, in the queue that I could work like 12 hours a day because I love doing this? Absolutely. But it's recognizing that sometimes that's going to look differently and my journey gets to look how I want it to look versus needing to compare it to anyone else's. That's so powerful. I think that really to underscore that is really such a crucial detail because we are fortunately or unfortunately in the times where social media can also be a detriment if we're playing the comparison game and we're seeing that she can do it and she's balancing everything and still looking fabulous with you know gorgeous curled eyelashes and the whole bit and sometimes it just can feel really um disheartening so i love that that you get to you know call that out like you get to be who you are you know where you are when you are and it's all good and your schedule may look like 12 hours a day come fall when the kids are back to school it may or it may not but right now two days is what you can do and how do you like do you do self-talk or visualizations or like you know i hear your conviction in that but 
on the days where guilt creeps up, does it even creep up for you? But on those days where you're like, all those shoulds, yeah. how do you combat the, the, I should be working or, oh, geez, I should be X, Y, Z, fill in the blank? Um, you know, it kind of varies by the day. A lot of time it's just breathing and being like, you know, it, it's okay that this is how it, you know, this is how it is today. Um, or it's, you know, it's, it's taking the few minutes to make sure I shut down the computer. Maybe I put my phone on, you know, um, downtime. So it's not giving me notifications and it's not pulling me away, but it's also recognizing that that need to always kind of be in there is a mindset of scarcity, right? Scarcity of a scarcity of time or fear of missing out on something. And when, when I step back into choosing love, choosing abundance, I can let, you know, I can let that go. Yeah, and absolutely. Days, again, depending on that morning routine that I have, it's easier to do that than others. Uh, but that is what really works. It's checking in when I feel that feeling tightening up in my chest. It's okay. Where's this coming from right now? Like what is happening for me? Letting myself feel the feeling. That was a big one for me. You know, as my coach talks me, talked me through, you know, feeling the feeling and not just trying to push it away. Like, no, I don't have time for that feeling. Like I don't have time for you right now, mm. but feeling that feeling, recognizing, okay, this pressure is just old thoughts and beliefs coming up that I, I have to work hard to be successful. Like it Absolutely. has to be hard, it has to be, you know, grinding and hustling and, and I can shift that. I can shift that into trust and faith and abundance. And, and I know that I'm successful in that when I literally feel myself feel lighter. Like I feel, I feel like the excitement, you know, that, that, that fear or that pressure just like melts away. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got this. Like I feel the shift in my body and that's how I know that I'm successful. And some days it means going to bed at night and being like, I'll figure this out in the morning because yeah. I just didn't get, you know, didn't, wasn't able to get through those feelings that day. And then it's being okay with that too. But usually that morning routine journaling is where I'll be like, oh, that's what you're trying to tell me. Okay. I've got it now. Oh, I love that you have the morning routine baked in and that it's a part of your consistent routine. That's awesome. And I'm smirking because I think the theme of the day is just what you said, because I was, I'm just coming back from lunch with a colleague and we were talking about that exact same thing. The mindset that hard work is honest work. And if it's not hard, then we don't deserve to have the reward coming in on the back end that we maybe didn't try enough or something. And so we really came to that exact same beautiful thing of being in the moment, surrendering, breathing into it, and just kind of releasing those old mental patterns of the shoulds or what success should look like, or it should be hard. It's like, let it be easy, you know, and breathe into the ease, you know, like really breathe into the ease. Did that come no pun intended, but difficult for you. Like all the years that we have a mental condition of like hard work is honest work. Mm -hmm. What was your process like to turn that around? Because I feel like that is a gem. If you can get that, you have a sustainable business. It is. And I, I still fall back into that belief sometimes, which is why having consistent coaching and a coaching community is huge. Yes. For me, it was both the feeling of you have to work hard to be successful, but it was also that outside validation tells you you're successful. 
Mm -hmm. right? It, it's somebody has to be telling you. And the, what it tells me is the number of clients coming in that I'm successful or the number of connections that I make, make me successful or the number of followers make me successful. How big your email list is. That's a huge one, yes, right? Exactly. All those things versus, you know what? I am speaking my message. I know my, my passion and how beautiful is that? And the people that need to hear it are going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, and coming mm -hmm. from that energy, because even if my, even as my coach says, like if I'm responding to a message, like a private message that comes in, in a time where I said I wasn't going to work because of this um, fear or whatever, scarcity, you know, I'm basically pushing that client away. Like try, I'm trying to reel them in. Like I need you, I need you versus I'm here to support you. If this is the next step in your journey. Yeah. And, and yeah. what a difference. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Night and day. And just like you were saying that the child picks up on the internal energy of the parent, yeah. the client picks up on the internal energy of the coach. And if you come from a place of like neediness, like looking at your prospects that they're your next mortgage payment, that vibration is absolutely going to transfer. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah, man. So Irene, what is your big vision? What's your, what's your big why? My big why, well, my big personal why is freedom, creating freedom in the life that we want to live as a family. And I, you know, that vision kind of shifts and changes, but the predominant thing is just having that freedom. So it's financial freedom, it's time freedom, it's location freedom. Uh, that's my personal why. My big why for why I do this is I truly believe that we can change the world if we shift how we parent. Mm -hmm. I believe that when we start to see children as equal, are equal in worth, not knowledge or experience, but in their worth and respect them in su as such, respect their um, behaviors, respect their feelings, we can shift how children are responding to their emotions. And this is where our relationships get to shift. This is where a child who can regulate their emotions can regulate their behavior. Somebody can bump into them and they just shake it off. Somebody can cut them off in traffic and they're like, okay, you're in a hurry today. Yeah. And there's not that anger. And I believe that begins with shifting how we parent. That's amazing. And honestly, that's shaping our whole future. So I do think that, you know, that mission is so powerful, you know, because all the things that people are seeing psychotherapists now are typically from their childhood. So if you can get parenting done right, right, you're shaping the future for very loving, grounded, adaptable humans. So I think it's amazing. I'm so excited. What do you have coming up that is on the docket for you or that you want to share with the listeners today? Yeah, I have actually a bunch of things happening. So I just created and launched a supported self-study course. Um, which is a eight module course that kind of takes parents through the whole process that I do in private coaching. Mm, but nice. that is just coming, uh, just came out and I'm relaunching it with some new master classes around how to end the power struggles without giving in. Another one is how the five steps of communicating with your partner and your child. Um, so that's a big one that I'm excited to launch. And the next one I'm excited cool. to launch is a 90 minute deep dive coaching session called Tame Your Triggers. It's for the parent who may not know coaching too much. Maybe want to, they, they want to dip their toe in it a little bit, but they can have this experience in this 90 minutes. We can take one big trigger and really spin it on its head, figure out what's behind it so that they can shift how they see that 
their reaction and then be able to to shift it. So I'm really excited. I'll be launching that in the next couple of weeks. Cool. And I'm really excited to be able to bring that offering to parents. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll make sure to share the links in the show notes. And again, like we were talking about that positive ripple effect, mm -hmm. I love that you're zoning in on the most important trigger because I'm sure that my hunch is once that root is uncovered and through your coaching, all of a sudden, all these little like side things, all these little, uh, what do they call them? The, is it, we know when people are kayaking, all those little travesties? I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Probably yeah. like settle out and, and start to see some, some big transformation Absolutely. with all those little supporting triggers. So I'm really excited about that. So Irene, I would love it if you could share some words of parting wisdom with our audience today. Oh goodness. I would say that you're doing an amazing job. As a parent, as a person, you are doing an amazing job with the tools and the strategies that you have available to you in this moment. If life, parenting isn't where you want it to be, this is your opportunity to shift that. Not because you're doing anything wrong right now, but because you need some new strategies and some new tools, a new perspective, if you will, on how you're viewing your role as a parent. Mm. Powerful, amazing. Oh, that's exciting. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom. And uh, I can't wait for the audience to listen to this episode. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.